Bonchik's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bonchik is an attorney, best-selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years' experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. One of those problems that I've come across is seasoning of title. Seasoning of title. Seasoning of title, now seasoning in the traditional sense, as lenders would refer to seasoning, deals with how many payments have been made on a loan. A seasoned loan is a loan that is not fresh, but the, the borrower has made payments for a history. That is the traditional uh, definition of seasoning. But lenders have now put a discussion on the issue of seasoning of title, and this is how it comes up. There's been some unscrupulous investors in inner city neighborhoods in New Jersey and Baltimore and Pittsburgh and a couple other cities who have come across old junk rundown properties. What the investor does is the investor basically buys them for bupkis, fixes it up in a half-assed manner, and then finds low-end uneducated buyers to buy the property from them at an inflated price. And the way that the parties get, uh, get around the usual issues of how do we get these people qualified is that they've got a mortgage broker in one pocket, they've got an appraiser in another pocket, and the way it works is the appraiser is in cahoots with the mortgage broker who's in cahoots with the seller, and they get the property appraised for more this worth. We get the buyer to submit some you know, dummy up, some fraudulent loan applications and fake W-2s. We get the buyer qualified for a loan for more than he can afford. And then after a couple of months, the buyer's on a property that he can't afford and a property that's falling apart. And since, of course, most of these loans are FHA insured, the government now ends up picking up the tab. And what's the problem, and now that process is basically known as loan fraud. Loan fraud, very simple. Submitting fraudulent documents, giving a, a appraiser money under the table to overappraise a property. It's all called, called a scheme of loan fraud. All right, conspiracy to commit loan fraud. The problem is, is that once it hits the newspapers, it's known as investors indicted in property flipping scam. Now, flipping properties is the, is the concept of you know, buying and flipping a property. Nothing illegal about that, perfectly legit. The problem is, is the newspapers and all of the hoopla has called it something it isn't. The problem is not with the flipping, the problem is the lying to the lender part, the overappraising the property part, the submitting fraudulent loan documents. So the problem is with that is the con when you hear the word flip, title companies and lenders go, oh, we can't do that, that's illegal. It's totally not illegal. It's the problem is, again, dealing with morons who don't understand what exactly flipping is. So a lot of lenders way up at the top of the hierarchy have said, okay, this is the new rule. We don't fund a loan on a property that's a flip because it's, it's got to be a fraud. It's got to be a scam, which is pure nonsense, of course, but the problem is how do you get around that? The lender has come up with regulations. In fact, FHA has proposed new regulations on what they call seasoning of title, meaning FHA is not going to insure a loan to a buyer who's buying from a seller unless the seller has owned the property a certain requisite time period. I know it sounds silly, but that's, you know, hey, you got to deal with that. That's coming along. Now, this is not a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac issue. 
it's usually we're, we're dealing as non-conforming loans, uh, subgrade loans, B, C, D type loans, where these types of lenders tend to come in and say, hey, we don't want to deal with property flips, and we want to see seasoning of title. Now, does everyone understand the concept now? Everyone understands the, the issue of seasoning of title? Hold on a second, let me get finished. Number one, deal with smart people, and you don't have these problems. Obviously, you can uh, once in a while run into these types of lenders. If you're dealing with the right lenders, I say deal with the same title company over and over, deal with the same attorney, try to deal with the same lenders. If you're selling a property that's in a low-end neighborhood and you know it's going to be an FHA type buyer or a subgrade loan, you know this seasoning issue is going to come up every time, then make sure you know three lenders in town that when the buyer comes along, you can tell the agent or tell the buyer himself, look, I'm telling you right now, we haven't owned the property that long, it's a rehab, we're flipping it, you're going to run into this issue. Here are three lenders I can recommend that you can go to that don't have a hang-up with the seasoning problem. It's your job as the investor to steer parties in the right direction. You follow? This is one of the things you want to know right away. Number two, what you could do is instead of the double closing is just assign the contract to the buyer and let the buyer close directly with the seller so there's not a seasoning of title issue. So if you were doing the, the double closing where I described earlier, I was going to buy it from Tom for one price and flip it to Fred for another, and Fred's lender went, wait a minute, Bill, you don't even own the property at this point, and that's a flip and we don't like flips. We don't like, there's no seasoning of title here. If I was to assign my interest to Fred and let Fred close directly with Tom, we don't have a seasoning issue. Now, you bring up the issue. How do we deal with the 10000 Suppose Fred doesn't want to pay me the 10000 up front. Can I, can I get paid out of closing? Can I get paid out of closing with the 10000 Sure, we can do it that way. The easier way I know to do it that way is to deal with the seller, is assign my contract to the seller. You understand? Instead of me assigning my contract to the buyer, I have a contract to buy from Tom, I have a contract to sell to Fred, I sell my contract with Fred to Tom. It's a backwards assignment. So for example, again, $90,000 contract with the seller, $90,000 between me and Tom. I have a $100,000 contract to sell to Fred. By the way, how do I sell a property I haven't yet bought? What? I don't. Why not? Because ah, I'll go to jail. <laughs> you can agree to sell something you, you've agreed to buy. I can't actually sell something I haven't yet bought. That's a minor distinction there, but it's an important one. Good, I mean, because I've had you know, real estate agents and title companies say, you can't sell that property, you haven't bought it. You're right, I haven't sold it. I've only agreed to sell it. I can't give Fred a deed until I get one from Tom. Understand? So, if I have a contract to buy a property from Tom for 90 and I have a, this contract to sell the same property to Fred for 100, what I could do is sell my contract to Tom. Is what I'm going to do is I'm going to step out of my agreement between me and Tom and let Tom close directly with Fred. Now, I could ha ask Tom to give me $10,000, which will say, go jump in a lake. So I say, fine, give me a $10,000 note, 
and will secure that note with a deed of trust on your property, which is going to be a second deed of trust. Now, when you close directly, Tom closes directly with Fred, the title company or escrow company goes to do payoff. Who are the two payoffs? One to Tom's lender, and who's the second? Me. So I just get paid out of escrow. Does that make sense? That's just another way to skin the cat. Again, sometimes you have to bend things a little bit to fit a square peg in a round hole, which a lot of lenders just won't do. They say, look, we got a seasoning requirement. And that's all there is to it. You can't fit into this loan criteria because of the seasoning problem. So I'm doing what's called a backwards assignment. Instead of flipping my contract to Fred, I'm flipping my, uh, my contract with Fred right back to Tom, letting him buy me out with a note, do it, sale at closing. Does that make sense? Thank you for listening to Bill Bonchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com.